if you're two to three months out from your wedding, now's the time. I mean, you're getting down to the nitty gritty of your very final major planning task. Join us on this episode as we're going to break down all the major items that should be completed during this time. Stay tuned. You got engaged. Congratulations. Happy? Yes. Joyful time? Of course. Now what? Timelines, to-do list, and checklist? 100%. Don't worry, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Ring, The Bling, and All the Things. Hi, I'm Christina Stubblefield, one of your hosts, along with my two good friends, Michael Gaddy and Sharon Rumsey. We have over 50 years of wedding industry experience between us. We have seen it, heard it, done it, and found a way around it. We are here to get you from down on one knee to down the aisle. Our podcast will cover everything from you saying yes to the I do's and all that happens in between. So buckle up and enjoy the journey. Now, let's get started with this episode. Throughout this year, we've been making our way down through basically a timeline. I guess Sharon would be the way to say it. A checklist, your wedding checklist, your to-dos. Your to-dos. And now we are at the two to three month episode. Gosh, we only have one more of these after this one, right? That's right. But this is kind of my favorite part of the checklist because it's literally like... um. We're from the South. It's your meat and potatoes. It's it's literally like when most of the very important things get checked off. So where are we going to start with this one? And, and just so you know, as you're listening to the beginning of this, there's quite a few items we're going to cover. Some of them have, there's more to them than others. Um, and I like how you've kind of broke it down. Some are just kind of making sure you've done what you're mm-hmm. supposed to. You don't want to leave anything too big, too close to the wedding, because that is going to stress out your couple. It's going to stress out your wedding planner. Um, So yeah, this is kind of where some of the bigger things take place. And then there's also some smaller things too. I think let's start with something fun. I always like to start with a party. So one of the things you want to do about three months out is if your bridal party Or if no one has approached you yet about your shower, your bachelor, bachelorette parties, you want to kind of touch base with maybe your maid of honor or whoever's hosting those things and start to let them know what you would like to do and start getting a plan in place. Because it's within the next few weeks is when those things should happen, about two months out. Well, and you have some people out there that want to go all out um, and have big showers and parties. And then you also have others that just like, you know, a couple of people together, a celebration. I know some couples even do them as a couple, right? Correct. Some people do like a co, um, what is it? Co-ed shower. And then other people um, like to do those separately. Yeah. Um, Another thing that we really want to make sure happens um, is touch up all the loose ends with clothing and accessories. So you want to touch base with the company that your bridesmaids dresses are coming from 
And make sure, especially nowadays with what's going on with shipping, that you get a confirmation and a delivery date on those. Put that on your calendar so that on that date you can touch base with all your bridesmaids and make sure that their dresses came in. It's also time to start looking at the rest of the bride's outfit. Are you going to wear a veil? If so, it's time to be shopping for that. What about your jewelry? Um, any, your shoes, any accessories you're going to wear, maybe a garter, um, all that stuff. Let's get that done in this two to three month out block so that we're not running around like a chicken with our head cut off close to wedding day trying to get those last minute items. And if it's grooms or males that we're talking about, they need to fine tune. Is that the right word to use? They need to really finalize their pieces as well, Sharon. Is that correct? Correct. And one of the main things I see on wedding day, I actually carry extra in my emergency kit. Groomsmen forget to buy socks. So they'll either show up and they have no socks or they have on like athletic socks. So those kind of little things, like make sure your whole outfit, are they going to wear a pocket square? Another thing um, to really check on is make sure that all your groomsmen have got measured. Because some That's, could be out of town. Some have huge. busier schedules than others. And let's face it, guys tend to not be as detail-oriented sometimes oh, than the, the ladies. They are not. They are not. Yes. And one of the other things, I think we mentioned this on a previous episode, maybe it was Mike mentioned it, about some of the trends now is uh, colored socks. Yes. Or bright colored socks or theme socks, stuff like that. So I just I did a wedding a couple weeks ago and so fun. All of the groomsmen had a dog. So there were like six of them. They all had a dog. So the bride got each groomsman socks the same color as the bridesmaids dresses, but they had they had pictures of their individual dogs on them. And it was the cutest little gift and it made the cutest pictures. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so now where do we go? What's the next item? I think another good thing to knock off in this like three-month-out period is your uh, rehearsal dinner outfit and maybe even like some honeymoon outfits. Um, If you're going to somewhere with different climates, things like that, or you're going out for a nice dinner when you are out of town, whether you're doing a staycation or out of town, you may want to have some different outfits to take. Right, so I think literally like to sum it up, in this three-month-out period, anything and everything you're going to wear That's a good way to needs do it. to be finalized and put it together. You know, get that wedding dress out. Let's hang that bag of jewelry on it. Let's get that garter with it, veil with it. What about undergarments? I mean, that's a huge thing with wedding dresses. Now, let me ask you a question on that note. Do a lot of times in your final fittings, do you take those undergarments with you? You should, yes, and your shoes. Because you don't want to have something different under your dress and it fit differently. Right. So hopefully, and when you, you've probably have done your final fitting at this point. No, final fittings are you, you will be doing your first fitting. Final fittings are usually like a week or 10 days. Before the event? I know. It makes me nervous, too, but they are. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to you in a minute. Another main thing is take those shoes with you. For the right height. Because when they do that bustle, they want that bustle to be just the right length. And if you wear flats to get your bustle done and then you wear high heels on wedding day, your bustle is going to be all jacked up. 
So you want to make all sure all jacked up. up. You don't want it all jacked up. Yes. I promise you so don't. So you want to make sure that um, you have the same shoes on during your fitting that you're going to have on on wedding day. While we're talking about shoes, I don't know if you mentioned this earlier, but don't forget about the grooms and the groomsmen. You've already mentioned about making sure they get measured. A lot of times the shoes will come with the rental. If they do, great. But if not, I'm telling you, if you tell six young men to go out and buy a pair of brown shoes, you're going to be very shocked at... The different variations? Yes. Some are going to come in with a work boot. Some are going to come in looking like they are on the red carpet with I, their shiny I brown shoes. I wait to see what kind of comments we get on this episode, <laughs> yeah. Sharon. So you have to really, really, like, don't be specific. Even send a photo, maybe. Buy this pair of brown shoes in your size. Again, a disclaimer. Not everyone thinks alike. No matter Correct. who we're talking about, everyone has different variations of colors and styles. So help them. Work together. Correct. Work together. Um, we mentioned it a while ago about your necessary fittings. But one of the next items is probably one of my favorite things that I remember that is your um, trial sessions for your hair, makeup. Yes, if you and haven't I, already done them, it's definitely time. The other thing is, I know we've talked about this multiple times, it's a great time to use that for uh, photo sessions. Or it, a lot of times, I think photographers are really encouraging couples that you do some engagement photos because they can get a sense of your personalities, your style, what you do and don't like. And again, you're going to be working closely with this, these photographers or this photographer you're using on your wedding day. It is a great time to use those trial runs uh, for photos. Yes. Another huge thing in this three-month-out period is it's time to get those invitations together. I like for my invitations to go out 10 weeks before wedding day. So it's, you know, you should have already gathered all your addresses. Your invitations should be in, but it's time to actually put the envelope, put the invitation in the envelope. Let's get it addressed. Take it to the post office. I always recommend asking them to hand cancel a wedding invitation so that you know it's actually been looked at and sorted correctly rather than put through the machine. Um, I always recommend that, but you also want to take it and you want to get it weighed to make sure that you're putting enough postage on it. So set aside some time one morning and go to the post office, weigh your invitation, see exactly how much postage it's going to take. And then at the 10 week mark, let's get those in the mail. Is that still a good, I know mail's taking longer. It is. is. And I've had some couples, we've pushed it out to 12 um, don't go any closer to the date than 10 weeks is what I'm hearing. Yeah, you say. it's a really fine line because the mail is taking a lot longer nowadays. But my worry is, you know, someone gets your invitation, they look at it, they think, oh, I, you know, I need to RSVP, but that's, that's four months away. So I'm, I'm going to do that in a minute. And it gets tossed in a pile of mail or it gets thrown out with an old magazine, whatever. Um, so I think the, the 10 week mark, 12, if you're nervous is, is about perfect. Well, the other thing that I think would play a factor in this is if you've sent a save the date, right? Right. Because they're not just seeing it one time. Some people do save the dates. Some people don't. Do you encourage people to do them? I 100% encourage them. I used to just say, if you have a lot of people coming from out of town that have to make flight, you know, flight reservations or hotel arrangements, 
But now everybody just seems so busy. I recommend them for everyone. Well, and you have some people that are 18 months out. Yeah. And there's a lot of weddings happening. And we've had people on here before that four, five, six of their friends are also getting married. And some of them run kind of in similar circles. And I would think with the male situation, with a lot of weddings happening, I can see a person be a little bit more laxed if they have sent us save the date to go with the 10 week mark and hopefully people right. get them seven to eight weeks out because i mean if i get a save the date it's going on my calendar when i get to save the date even if it's eight months a year out it's still going on my calendar if only everyone functioned like that right <laughs> true <laughs> true so anyway just a little bit more advice there on that topic so that was good Um, Another thing is we're talking about stationary is this is the time period where you want to start working on if you're going to do a ceremony program, if you're going to do a menu for your reception, anything like that, any paper product, it's it's time to be getting that together and getting it ordered. Um, Escort cards, place court cards. Now, escort cards, I've kind of eased up on this a little bit. I used to want them done really early. But especially with the way things have been the last year and a half, that guest count changes. Someone who says they're coming, something might happen and they might not be able to come. So I have a really good printer that I'm pretty comfortable with. And I'll, I'll save that to about two weeks out now. Um, but I used to do it a lot earlier because I was nervous. Um, but if you're comfortable in your printer and their turnaround time, you can do it one to two weeks out and make sure that it is your final guest list so you're not wasting time and money having to redo things. One of the other things that I'll quickly mention that is on your list here has to do with insurance. And, you know, recently this topic's been brought up more times. Um, Obviously, event insurance is one thing, but this specific item that's on your list has to do with engagement rings, wedding bands, even maybe gifts. Yes, you want to make sure that all of that is covered, Um, especially your wedding band and your engagement ring. You want to make sure that your homeowners or whatever insurance you have covers that. Speaking of rings, two to three months out is also the time that you want to start looking at a ring box, ring pillow, whatever is going to come down the aisle is purchased. I'm not a big fan of actually giving the rings to the ring bearer. In most of my weddings, they don't really have them. The best man has them. Something about just giving a very expensive ring to a very small child makes me nervous. Um, I so, can't imagine why, Sharon. <laughs> we fake it a lot, but no matter what your decision, if you want them to carry something, that needs to be um, Well, and now purchased. with people putting pets in their ceremonies as well, you might not want the dog carrying down um, your expensive rings. Not that you don't love your dog, (laughs) but you just like a small child. So another thing that you have on here is about readers for the ceremony. And I guess this is the time that you want to make sure you have them confirmed that they're going to be there. Not just confirm that they're going to be there, but I would provide them with a copy of what they're reading and let them start practicing. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I've seen readers get handed something at rehearsal and, you know, here, this is what you're going to read. And it's never fluid. It's never smooth. Um, Something else that I think 
um, seems kind of silly to mention, but I think it's really important, is um, if you're going to write your own vows, don't think that's something you can wait until, you know, the day before your wedding to do. If you want those to be meaningful and if you want them, if you want to have a chance to really think it through and say exactly what you want to say, go ahead and start writing those vows early. Don't, um, don't wait till wedding day or the night before the wedding. I have seen so many, and actually, I'll take this one for the boys. It's usually women that do it. It's usually the ladies that wait until the last day, and they're sitting there getting their makeup done, and they're trying to finish their vows. That just adds stress that is definitely it's so not much needed. stress. So get that done ahead of time if that's something that you want to do. And also, um, shout out to my dentist. If you want to get your teeth whitened, now's the time to start that process about two to three months out. And actually, um, I didn't used to have this on here, but it is something that most of my couples do. They both do it. They get their teeth whitened um, before their wedding. Well, and there's so many different options with that, whether you do it at your dentist or you do it at a teeth whitening center. I have heard that being discussed more with couples and even in some cases, wedding parties, Right. honestly, or even the parents of the couple as well. So I think that's a great item. The other thing I guess that you need to start thinking about too is your activities, anything that needs to be scheduled or booked for your honeymoon. Right. If you're going on a cruise and you want to do some excursions, um, I don't even know what other example. Say say you're going to Aspen and you want to book a helicopter tour. Anything like that that you want to book, go ahead and get that booked. If you need a rental car, Sometimes now with activities and things like that, you can't book it when you're there. You know, right. sometimes I think we've been used to you go somewhere and, oh, now I, I've decided I want to go on a snorkeling or um, scuba diving if that's something you do. Some places you have to do that well in advance. So I think it's a great thing to think about ahead of time. Right. Um, some other things during this time period, um, about five to six weeks out, you want to go ahead and make sure that you have purchased something to put your cards in. You want to make sure that you have a plan for your guest book if that's something that you're doing. You want to go ahead and start talking to those people that are going to speak at your reception. Maybe they're going to give a toast. Maybe they're going to give a welcome speech. Give them a heads up. Give them time to start working on that kind of stuff. Definitely something you don't want to throw mm -hmm. at someone the day of the event for sure. Something I encourage my couples to do, and I know it's hard, but so many gifts now are sent from your registry directly to your house. Very few people actually bring a wedding gift to a wedding. As those come in, go ahead and knock out that thank you note. Even if you don't mail it, go ahead and get it written, get a stamp on it, put it in a pile somewhere in your house so that you're not sitting down to do a hundred of those at one time. Great idea. You want to make sure that you're keeping up with those RSVPs as they come in. I use um, a planning software called Aisle Planner. If you don't have access to something like that, an Excel spreadsheet, anything will work. But you want to make sure when you send those RSVP cards out, which we said we're going to do it 10, at the bare minimum 10 weeks, you want to put a number, just use a pencil and very lightly number that RSVP card as it goes out so that if... Sharon Rumsey is RSVP number 10, and when I send it back in, I forget to put my name on it. 
on your spreadsheet, you still know who that person is. So, so many people forget to put their name on the RSVP card. They just stick it in the envelope and mail it back. So you want to make sure you have a way to track that. That's you, such a good idea. I didn't think about that. Oh, it's it's a mess because you ended up you end up calling people trying to figure out trying who to it figure is. it out. Yeah. yeah. So um, just save yourself that hassle, and then as they come in, maybe put them on somewhere on your desk and take maybe one or two nights a week where you go in and you actually mark them as um, attending or having declined. And then the last couple of things that I would say we need to do in this time period is you want to go ahead and have a final site walkthrough with your venue. And if you're having an outdoor ceremony, you really, really want to make sure that you have a good plan for inclement weather. Plan B and C, as Mike says. And you want to make sure that you've walked through those plans. Don't just conjure them up in your head. Go take a look at the space. Think about where things would go. Um you want to make sure that you have that plan just down pat. Well, and some other things too. I would think you would want to make sure that you've spent some time having a shot list for your photographer. Oh, that's huge. Even some notes or ideas. I don't want to say ideas. Some things that you are really doing that you want to make sure your videographer captures. Not necessarily a shot list, but... Give them the heads up that you're doing something special or unique or a first look that you want to make sure they're right. at. Things like that, which you're always great about a timeline. Yeah. But if you're not using a planner, make sure that that photographer and videographer have an idea of things that you want. And also, I mean, your song list. And I'm sure that's something that has already crossed your mind or you've had conversations about, but you really want to finalize that, that song it's list. It's time to narrow it down because in... Um, the episode where we talk about one month out, we're going to talk about those final vendor meetings. And these things, the shot list, the list for the videographer, your song selection list for your DJ or your band, those are all things that need to be completely done before you have that final meeting with that vendor. Another thing that I really encourage you to get done in the two to three month period um, is all the gifts that you have to buy. People, they don't plan for this in their budget. A lot of people don't think about it. But it is customary that every person in your bridal party gets a gift. It's customary that your parents each get a gift. And it's customary that the bride and the groom buy gifts for each other. Not saying you have to do that. But if it's something that you want to do, it's something that I would go ahead and check off my list, get it done, get it done and get it wrapped I have seen so many girls literally getting ready for their rehearsal, wrapping gifts. The other thing, too, is I know sometimes people purchase unique gifts, sometimes from Etsy or from vendors that are personalized. And not to keep talking about this topic, but things that you are used to being shipped into you in ground shipping in a week, you could be looking at longer. You might not. But if you wait to the last minute, not only to order these items, you really have to allow for that shipping. Now, of course, anytime you can shop local and and get those kinds of gifts, absolutely, we encourage you to do so. But there are times that you turn to other people that aren't local. And like Sharon's saying, you don't want it to come down to the rehearsal dinner when you're trying to worry about putting that stuff together. Correct. Correct. 
Yeah, that's a really good tip. I think we've covered a lot of the really important things that happen two to three months out from your wedding. Make sure you tune in to our episode that is um, one month out because we're going to bring it home. Bring it home, definitely. And if this is the first one you're catching, you can go back. We have covered different um, time frames basically for a checklist that happened just like we've just done two to three months in this episode. And at any time you can share those episodes with people that you want to make sure they listen um, or other people that are engaged or planning their special day. So Sharon, we covered a lot. We did. And I really like what you said. Like this is the time to, to, to really start wrapping up those items And as Sharon mentioned, that one month episode, we're going to bring it all home. So thank you for tuning in. If you've liked what you've heard, make sure that you take time and write us a glowing five-star review. Until next time, everyone take care. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of The Ring, The Bling, and All The Things. If you like what you heard, make sure to hit the subscribe button to get notified of upcoming episodes. You can also visit our website, The Ring, The Bling, and All The Things.com for past episodes. And make sure to connect with us on social media. If you would like to help us get the word out about this podcast, make sure to share with your family, your friends, and anyone you know in the wedding business.